there's someone you should meet. Hey everybody, good day to you all. Appreciate you listening today. Welcome to the show. I just had a couple of items to share with you before we got into what was an amazing conversation with Michael B. Allen. I wanted to mention today's episode does delve into some serious subject matter. Um, We talk about things like uh, depression and uh, suicide, and I felt the need to point that out uh, because because of their sensitivity and not wanting to throw listeners off guard. But ultimately, today's conversation is one of hope and rebirth. And I just cannot thank Michael enough for sharing his story with me. And I am very happy to share with you today. So I hope you enjoy. Secondly, I wanted to announce uh, this episode will be our season finale of There's Someone You Should Meet. Uh, This will be the final interview for this year, most likely. Uh, But stay tuned, though, because I do have some really cool uh, bonus episodes with good old Vinny, if you remember him. Uh, They're coming down the pipeline. If you love movies and television, there's going to be some fun stuff this fall. And then we're going to be back for season two at the beginning of next year. Um, Just thank you so, so much to all my guests. Uh, who I've had the pleasure of speaking to and who have come on and chatted with me this year. I've been amazed and in awe of all of you, and it was the greatest honor um, just to sit back and to listen to your stories. Uh, I am forever grateful. And lastly, I wanted to thank all of you, uh, the listeners. Uh, I mean, to see that people actually outside of my own family uh, were listening and putting up with my mumbling and meandering questions uh, really was the most humbling experience. Uh, And this started as just a fun little idea I wanted to explore, and I have loved every minute of getting to put these together for you. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day uh, to listen to these. With all that said, uh, I hope you enjoy the season finale of there's someone you should meet. Take care. Well, hello everybody. Welcome and thank you for joining us for our season finale of there's someone you should meet. And honestly, I could not have asked for a better guest to wrap up this first season. Joining me today is a man of many talents, to say the least. I'm going to list, list them off right now, so take a deep breath. My guest today is an artist, a musician, screenwriter, director, producer, entrepreneur, marketer. Um, I'm pretty sure you could probably do like woodworking or spelunky, spelunking or ballet if I ask that. I don't know if that's correct or not. Uh, he might be, not be able to do literally everything, but his credits do include writing and directing the Riot Studio films, Beware Christians, One Nation Under God, 2014's uh, Believe Me, and 2020's The Get Together. And today he is getting ready to release his new album, Somebody, uh, which you can hear several of his singles uh, from it right now on Spotify. 
Um, uh, lastly, my guest has a glorious mane of hair that I can only dream of having. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Michael B. Allen. Uh, Mike, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. <laughs> kind, kind intro. <laughs> I can fact check you about the ballet and spelunking later. <laughs> all right, all right, yeah, we could do it. we could do that afterwards. So, uh, but yeah, it was just it was uh, more. I was looking. Uh, the list has got longer and longer, and I feel like I even left out stuff from there. I'm so excited to have have you on to to discuss your new album. But if I'm being honest, the thing I was most excited to discuss with you today is a uh, way. Uh, you know, it's crazy to say way back when in the late 2000s um but there was one evening um i went to a little coffee shop um, in college station called muldoons um r.i.p no longer there sadly and uh a, a band called the monarch was playing was playing monarchy, there. Monarchy. <laughs> the monarchies oh i'm sorry yeah, i'm yeah. sorry uh the monarchy w- was was playing there and that was my that was my f- first exposure uh, to your uh, to your music um, uh, every now and then on a sun on a sunny day I still like look up and I'll be like look it's the sun <laughs> uh, so I just want to ask if you still keep uh, still keep up with those band those bandmates or uh, just wanted to bring up just that time time in general yeah. from the yeah that was a fun album days. fun album to make I do still keep up with it was just one other guy Todd davidson we played with a couple other guys but um but yeah we recorded that album together and had a, a release show there it was a fun night it was a funny funny thing i don't know if you remember this part of that night but i had been working on that album all year and we were like super proud to release it and we promoted it all around town and had a good showing and literally that day i like completely lost my voice so i was like I could barely speak and I literally was just like screaming all, all songs to get some noise out. And some people were like, yeah, it's actually, that, I like that sound. You should just roll with that and like always be hoarse when you perform. <laughs> <laughs> I would have, yeah, I would have never known that. It was, yeah, it was a great, a great time and a, a great crowd there. Do you still ever vent, uh, venture back uh, to, to Aggieland ever? Man, I haven't been to Aggieland in a minute. Uh, it's probably been like five, six years since I've been back. Uh, my little sister graduated from there about that long ago. That might have been, I went back for a football game, you know, sometime not too ancient history ago. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'd like to go back you now and see, what's, see what it's about. Yeah, we go back every now and then and it, it changes every, every time with spots like Muldoons, uh, there was a uh, mm-hmm. there was mug walls or coffee station uh-huh. there. Those those have turned into new new things. Just the the places I used to venture to are just no no longer there. So it's just wild wild to experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I had to bring I had to bring bring that up because I had uh, um, I had that al- album for for a while and a couple of songs were on rotation uh, quite quite a bit. Love that. <laughs> so, so uh i made this huge uh so yeah i ran i ran down the lit the list um what are you doing you know from um from you know from music uh to the writing realm to produce to producing uh you know the marketing realm do you uh do you have an earliest memory uh of when your passion you know was sparked for 
music or for one of your other artistic talents? Oh, music was kind of my first big thing. I grew up in a church that was very musical. It was um, like First Baptist Church in Dallas, and we would sing. Um, we we would sing in the choir, and there was like a really big choir orchestra thing. So I was just exposed to a lot of. I mean, not necessarily good music, but like very talented uh, vocalists and musicians and orchestra and all that. And so I kind of, you know, it was a big part of my childhood and songwriting at some point just started coming naturally to me. I like my mom, I think, got a at like a garage sale or something when I was a little kid, like five or six years old, this Casio keyboard, you know, those and you could like push a button and it would just like play these terrible yeah. beats. Like, <laughs> and so I'd like write songs and just like write songs to the beats and maybe have like two little chords I could play. So th those were some of my earliest uh, creative expressions, yeah. <laughs> Do you recall what one of those first songs were from the Casio keyboard? Oh man, I don't know that I could like tell you lyrics. They were like in the vein of DC talk and like that kind of <laughs> contemporary <laughs> Christian music from when we were kids. So I don't, I don't think I could sing any for you. I, I really, <laughs> I do, I could remember and I couldn't bear to perform them, but like when, you know, emo and pop punk became a thing, I would oh, yes, start yeah. junior high, right? Just the worst pop punk songs and, <laughs> and we were terrible. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> how did, uh, so how does that type of skill together, like you're talking about, you know, get it, you know, getting that first keyboard, you know, your first songs involved a couple of notes, you know, for, uh, for you, uh, what was kind of the development or like evolution of just like how you're growing out to make, you know, to create, you know, more complex, you know, more complexity to your songs or just to like add more nuance. How was that for you? Yeah. I mean, I think I probably take the same journey that a lot of artists take where you, you are incapable of doing something good, but you can, hear it in your mind or you can see it like the way you want it to be on the screen but you just don't have the skill set to to actually do it so you know part of it is just like having the balls to make something and not really worry if it's good or bad and just believe that you know it's worth putting something out there and i put out i like would promote these shows that my terrible bands would play at and record these shitty albums and I had like a four track tape recorder in middle school and high school and would record songs on that. I'm sure all my friends were just like snickering behind my back, but I didn't really care. And then over time, you know, it got to be like, this is sounding better. And I actually know more of what I'm doing here. So, I mean, I've been doing songwriting for most of my life. And then the filmmaking stuff, it, it was kind of the same. I like just, over time, you get to be more sophisticated and figure out what works and what doesn't. But then there's also a big part of, um, at least my journey, is uh, going from trying to recreate something that you think other people will like to just doing exactly what you want to do and having your own taste and having the confidence to just tell your story and not tell a story that you think we'll get a good reaction from other people. 
Um, so mm -hmm. that's, that's been a big part of it, especially the past few years there. Right, right. So yeah, you mentioned, uh, you know, kind of writing in the other other realms and, you know, you've, you've had the privilege of getting to write, you know, a couple of, uh, fe you know, feature films um, out that I mentioned earlier. Do you see when it comes to kind of, I guess, your personal, you know, mindset or your your approach is there a difference in approaching writing a song versus writing out a, a screenplay or a story well you know they're very different mediums so it's a different process i think the gut kind of the core concept coming up with that and and figuring out what you want to say and what experience you're trying to capture it has a lot of parallels there and I would say now that I've done a good bit of both, recorded a few albums and put out some films, I can see a lot more of the overlap between the skill set. Like, you know, writing black words on a white page for a screenplay is mm -hmm. a very different end product than like having a song on Spotify or something. But um, I, well, like for my, my, album that I'm getting ready to put out now, I approached it basically like a screenplay. Like, I don't know if you got this from it, but it, mm -hmm. the whole thing plays out pretty cinematically. Like I thought of it like scenes and I thought of the, the singer quote, I mean, I'm the singer, but I'm sort of playing different characters and really they're just like different um, versions of myself at different points in my life. And so I'm trying to go back and like, get into character and deliver that scene and let it land with the emotional experience that I'm trying to, you know, that, that birthed the scene or the song. And so there, there are a lot of, I think as, as you get better at one, it, it definitely adds to the others as well. I think that's why I do so many things. And I'm, I, I've always been a little bit like uncertain of this like jack of all trades route. I've gotten a little more confidence in it lately though, because I can see things kind of coming together and different connections forming between the different skill sets. Mm -hmm. When you're kind of, for lack of a better term, you know, going, you know, going back and forth, like in those realms is uh, for you, as far as kind of your own, like kind of passions, do you come from of like, oh man, I really want to express the thing and, you know, in, in song form, or like, I really want to be in this, in this space, like kind of in your head, like with your own emotions, do you feel pull you know in one season do you feel pulled towards like one medium and then like in another season you're pulled pulled towards another yeah it's just kind of whatever the idea is in the best mm -hmm. way to express the idea um i love movies I, I'm, I'm getting ready to when i finish put it, i'm making myself finish this album release um before i move on from it but i would like to um I have a screenplay that I'm going to start writing before the end of the year that I'm excited about. I, I'm doing it as a screenplay just because I think that's how to tell that story. And right. with my album, I thought, you know, a music album would be the, the right way to do it. I mean, music's also just way easier to produce. I mean, it's, it's a really hard task, but I built up the skills now where I can do it by myself. And so I don't need to get, I don't need to raise money or hire other people. Or, I mean, it's like, I had one guy play saxophone on the record. Otherwise I did everything else. So I didn't have to like wait on any other pieces to come into play really with a movie. It's a big, 
I mean, you can write a screenplay by yourself, but if you actually want to get it produced, I mean, you worked on right. on our movie back in the day. You right. saw how yeah. many people were running around. What a machine that is to make it happen. So, so with your latest album, somebody, uh, I, I had the privilege of getting to listen uh, listen through the album, and I remember your note about it that you know to kind of you uh, you encourage listeners um, when they have the album to try to if you can to try to listen from start to finish and one sitting because your your goal uh was for it to sound like one story that goes along and as i was listening to it and kind of with that in the back of my mind uh it resulted in just something just powerful and i'm ter i'm i'm terrible like describing like how music hits me but i can say that there's like just multiple instances that just had me kind of sitting back in silence just like damn that was <laughs> that was some that was something with that kind of goal in mind i guess what what was your journey in, you know, in creating in creating this album and then creating the story that you wanted to tell? Yeah, so, I mean, it's a, so the album is about like a really hard time in my life that I have gone through the past few years. Uh, it's hard to know, you know, how much to say and like how to summarize it because it was, it was years of, really intense stuff happening, but I guess I can try to summarize uh, just for the sake of context. But I had, um, you know, a lot of my work had been around faith and Christianity and I had, um, you know, I was part of church. It was, it was kind of like the, the bedrock of my life. Um, and it's, yeah, maybe like four or five years, five years ago, uh, I just, it, it stopped making sense to me. And I was questioning a lot of things about my identity and like who I was and what I had done with the first, you know, 28, 29 years. Um, if I was where I was supposed to be and I didn't quite know how to talk about that. I didn't, uh, wasn't very honest with, you know, a lot of the things I was going through because I was just hoping it would be kind of a phase, but that put me into like a really depressed place, um, pretty full on like existential crisis uh, where I was really isolated and um, I also had a baby on the way. Uh, I was really intimidated about being a dad and with where I was in life and I, uh, I mean, this sucks to say, but I had an affair uh, and it was just, you know, I met, I met a person that was kind of a coping mechanism where I could forget about what I was going through and it was just a distraction. And so, yeah, really, um, you know, not proud of that time, but I was cheating on my wife for months and I got found out. And that was kind of like where everything really fell apart. It was totally fractured my community. A lot of people kind of left and didn't know how to be friends with me after that. And you know, I, was, I was up front after that about just, I had lost my faith. I didn't, I didn't believe in the, you know, theology that I believed in before and um, you know, split up with 
my business partner at the time. And yeah, it was, it was a really bad time. Um, I struggled with depression and like um, suicidal kind of thoughts. I know that's heavy and I'm not trying to <laughs> make it the heaviest podcast you've ever had hosted, but, uh, but yeah, I was struggling for a while and it didn't seem like it would get better. Um, but eventually I hung in and I had some experiences that kind of started to lift me out of that. And over time, you know, formed new relationships and reconnected with old friends and started to build a new identity that made sense to me, the kind of person I could be proud of being. Um, and I, I went through a divorce, you know, in those low times, but now like I have an awesome co-parenting relationship with my ex-wife and we are friends and communicate really well and both love our, our daughter really well together. So the album is, yeah, <laughs> telling a longer story than I wanted to, but the album is that story of just pride and then loss and kind of wallowing and then, and then kind of rediscovering a light at the end of it and kind of coming into a, the last song, the first, the opening line to the last song in the album is, so is this the afterlife? And I kind of think of now as like the second life I've lived and I don't know, maybe I'll live more, but it's encouraging to know you can go down where you lose everything and still come out and survive and have good things ahead. Yeah. And that's, that's, yeah, that's just so, so incredibly powerful. And it, ta it takes so much that, you know, to have the courage and, uh, you know, openness to be to able to share that. And then even a step further of what you've done to put it in an art artistic expression. When you kind of look at you, so you, you mentioned kind of that you had an experience to kind of for like a better term, you know, get, you know, get you out early uh, to get you out of kind of that, that space, or at least to kind of tra transition over. Can you, can you recall kind of, you know, was there specific moments or just a seat, like a season, you know, that you're kind of in the start, you know, these dark spaces, you're, rec you're recovering, not, you know, not to say that you just kind of flip the script and everything's like all good again, but at yeah. least, you know, do you remember kind of like a transition of kind of wanting to like take steps to kind of be able to kind of seek, seek freedom in a, in a sense? Yeah. Um, I mean, I could talk about a lot of things. It wasn't just one moment. Right. My daughter was a big part of it. Um, I mean, especially surviving that time, it was like, I felt like I lost everything else. Um, there were a lot of, th you have a lot of, I mean, anyone that's suffered like from deep depression knows this, it seems like um, just you're convinced sometimes that people and everything around you would be better off if you weren't there. And uh, I never quite believed that about her. I always thought she'd be better if she has a dad that loves her. And so that kept me going. And then as she started to develop and we started to develop a bond, you know, that kept me going and it was encouraging. And, and then another big thing 
that started happening after some time is I would meet other people and um, like other people who have done shitty things that they weren't proud of or, or maybe like were alcoholics or addicts. Um, and I had, I realized like I had no judgment for them. I was almost relieved when I found people that had kind of checkered past because it was like, Oh, like you don't need to be worried about me because <laughs> I had like I'm messed up too. And I realized there was a bond there. And I realized I kind of have this like new power now where like I've lost that self-righteousness and judgmentalism and and I can just treat people with openness and kindness. And I, I didn't know that I was lacking that before, you know, but it kind of it kind of takes going through something like that, you know, it doesn't have to be that, hopefully it's not that, but um, going through something you're, where you disappoint yourself to realize that everyone's doing the best they can, everyone makes mistakes. And, and then I, I thought, well, if I'm able to like love and accept these people, maybe they can do the same for me. Maybe there's more good connections to be formed. So there's a couple things. Also psychedelics. Uh, <laughs> I like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you want to talk about that in the show, but it's psychedelics for me. We're here. Transforming experience for me. Um, kind of, I'm a big proponent of, you know, very intentional and community oriented use of those things. I think they can be really powerful for helping to break people out of kind of broken thought patterns and harmful cycles they keep repeating because you just get a, a momentary different perspective and then you go back to your waking life and realize oh the way that I've always been convinced I need to see myself and see the world doesn't exactly have to be that way it's just what I've grown used to you know so that was really helpful for me also yeah if I may ask I get a uh, when it when it comes to that like and in those period like um you mentioned how it kind of is able to kind of open your mind up and able to kind of gain new perspective. I guess what, um, what, you know, what does that lo look like as you're kind of going through that and you're, you're having some experience uh, and some I'm just have zero knowledge out. So I'm just sure. fascinated, fascinated to know yeah, how, how, like when you're in that and then coming out of it, how is kind of the things that like, how does kind of your thought process change on, on the past? I don't know that I could like describe what it's like to, because everyone's experience is different with it, it seems, but you know, they use the term trip and you know how like you can be stuck in a rut and maybe you take a vacation or you travel and it just helps break you out because you're seeing people that live differently or you're just seeing another side of the world or different types of humans, you know, and you kind of, it, it inspires you and you, you realize that the same thing you're doing, it just doesn't have to be that way. And this is like a trip in your mind. You, you, you see different sides of yourself and you experience other people differently. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> I guess I would say, it's not like the movies portray it really. Or I've never had an experience like that. Um, it's I bet, yeah. way more chill and it's way more like, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to describe, but it I can imagine, yeah. make different connections and 
coming out of it, it's not necessarily a thing where like you're in a hurry to go back there. I mean, sometimes it might be a hard experience to go through like a psychedelic trip, but it, uh, you remember thoughts you had and feelings you had, and you can usually remember some kind of path to get back to that state of mind. Like if you were really connected to somebody in a vulnerable kind of intimate way and you're having that conversation, you can remember like, I always have this guard up, you know, and I'm keeping myself from connecting to people like that. And life's better when we just let our guard down and share openly and kind of accept the person for who they are and listen to what they have to say with an open heart. So it's, little takeaways like that for me but I, I couldn't prescribe that to somebody else it's their experience would be their own you know you've come away with that and now you uh last year if i'm saying it correctly um you post up in in marfa uh, te right. uh texas to create to create this album i guess in the lead up like in preparing for this was it always I want to draw like I want to draw back on like what like what's happened in my life and in my career and bring this to it or was it more of like I want to create a new album and then in creating it it kind of brought that back um, how did that go I had all the songs written um mm. about a year almost a year before I went out there I think maybe I've, about nine months before Marfa I uh which if anyone listening doesn't know, Marfa is like this tiny little town, desert town in West Texas that has a random kind of bougie art scene and people kind of, people come from all over the world and there's um, some famous artists that have gone out there and put exhibits out there and an architect. And um, there's a, I went, I had gone there a few years back and there was a weird vibe that made me feel like you know, I wanted to go back there and spend some more time. Um, and also I, I knew that the album was going to be drawing on these feelings of like excommunication, loneliness. So I thought, well, being in the desert could, would kind of feed into that, that mood. Um, but yeah, I had the whole album. I, I would rehearse the whole album, like every song, most days, every day for like nine months, just so I could feel out how the songs fit together and what the transitions could be. I didn't let myself start recording until I went out there because I did want the recording to be a more organic process where I just kind of played around with the tools I had and was a little more open to different styles of production. And, um, I don't know if you picked up on this, but like every song sounds pretty different as far as, it's like one song sounds like a 90s dance track and another song sounds like, yeah. 60 rock and roll or something and so it's, it was fun to just kind of um come up with whatever sounded cool on that day and express the song however it was kind of coming together did those come about like organically or like when you wrote them and kind of came back to them is that kind of what what you envision um for each, for each song um it's honestly hard to remember i whenever i was Practicing the songs, I would just be on my guitar or my piano at home and just um, doing really minimal, trying to get the more the emotional 
development honed in. Um, I don't remember if I thought some of them would go a certain way and then they took a big, you know, there were some things that came up that were like, I used a lot of sampling where I'd find other songs that were like, uh, you know, that I could get a license to and then sample them. I, I really wanted to play with that. And so some of those things created really cool vibes that I never could have foreseen on some of the songs. And I love, I was fascinated just going through it, uh, you know, throughout their old songs, there seems to be a variety of kind of sound drops, like almost uh, like from a scene, like I can remember, you know, one of, one of your songs and I apologize not be able to draw it up, but I feel like it was like scenes from like a bar or something kind of hearing like clinking. I remember hearing the sound of, uh, of a baby, like, coo like cooing and crying in one song, like ending in rain. And it kind of put, it was, I felt kind of drawn into like scenes and wondering where, where these came from, from that standpoint, when it came to putting those different kind of scenic ambiance in your songs, were you drawing back like on a specific memory you had or a specific place that you were in for that? Or was, or was it more like as you created, as you were creating and adding to it, those came about? Oh yeah. No, I appreciate you observing those because uh, I mean, some of them took a lot of work to create. Um, the first song and then the second to last song, somebody, they both have these sort of skits where there's a crowd mm -hmm. saying different things. And it, I don't know what it sounds like to a first time listener, but uh, it might just sound like sound effects of like people talking, but I actually had voice actors perform all of that. And it's, um, the first one is like things that had been said to me when I was kind of thought of myself as the man and, you know, um, encouraging, loving things about you're so great and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and, and then in the second song, it kinda, or the second to last song, it kind of mirrors that. And it's a bunch of uh, less kind things that were said to me when I was, um, you know, when I had done a lot of shitty things that hurt people. Um, so yeah, I wanted to just make it really personal and, you know, all those lines, I, I made it so you can't really pick out individual lines very easily because I'm not trying to like, it's not really about any one thing that was said, but that feeling of like people putting you on a pedestal one moment or people like not wanting anything to have to do with you uh, another moment is like a feeling I wanted to get across. And the other, oh, I don't even go through every single one, but the baby at the end is the last song. That's that's my baby. Um, she's, and it was like one of the first times she was proper laughing. And, um, you know, the moment there is this sort of like freedom and hope. And it's that like, this bond is being built and all the stuff that happened can't take that away. And there's still, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's beautiful that the sound of a baby because I'm thinking of my own rebirth and kind of feeling almost like a baby myself and having to re, relearn how to do life in this new perspective. Um, and then kind of that I get to, in some ways, take that journey with her. She's doing it for the first time, but I get to be a part of it. Though the way you describe it, uh, I was having kind of similar emotions because it kind of has this, 
this depth of kind of like yeah like you were saying like kind of in the beginning of being like being built up and almost the like the discovery of fame I guess like because I remember from earlier in your career you know I mentioned the you know the two documentaries with Beware Christians and One Nation Under God I can remember I can remember that time uh, at A&M those filled out uh, movie theaters I remember going I remember going to a premiere and they were getting stand they were getting standing ovations and they were like people were loving every minute of him and I drew back kind of on um, on that time kind of listening to the first first part and then kind of toward towards the end I could I could feel the fall and when I mentioned earlier like when there was moments when I just sat back and in, in silence like I just felt that in the middle part and I specifically it was uh I believe it's your songs uh wanted and then uh known and uh it made me really f- feel like kind of uh like in a film like when a character just kind of goes off the deep end for lack of a better term and uh and then number six and um, and then with known it almost felt like uh like the morning after kind of of like like waking up from that and it was uh there was a real like um i believe the term is like dark night of the soul i think that is the film the film term of it and i've really felt that toward toward uh, towards the end and um it was just an incredible experience to go to go through when trying to tell that story in the song did you find any of those parts of your album easier or simpler to kind of to map out for you or or others like more more difficult when creating it um I mean, it was all pretty difficult <laughs> at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> of course, I mean, yeah. As far as like creating, I, like and, I put like, myself on a, for I, I was out in Marfa for a month, and, so, and I put a pretty strict timeline on like I'm going to do all my recording here, and I'm not going to stretch this out forever. Um, so, you know, there were days where I worked long hours because I knew I hadn't found something that worked yet, and I hadn't created. <clears throat> the feeling I was trying to create and I would stay up late or yeah, just do what I had to do to get something in time, like on my schedule that I thought worked. Um, so that was hard, but then also, you know, a month to create something that, I mean, this isn't saying much, but like, I see it as like my masterpiece right now. I think it's the best thing I've made and it's the most, honest representation of myself and I'm like oh a month to do that is there's a lot of pre-planning and post-production too but um but yeah with things like I mean the moment I, I feel so happy that you you know got to experience those moments and 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 noticed them because yeah they are very intentional and particularly like with the end of the fifth track wanted like when the rain comes in and um, that's the, I, I knew that I wanted to put the album on vinyl also. So vinyl's kind of like a very specific thing to account for because you basically get 20 minutes per side. Um, and so at the end of that track is the end of the first side of the vinyl. And so I was thinking it would be nice to kind of like fade to black in a sense at the oh, end wow. of side one and then someone flip it over to side two and it kind of feels like this you know, you're, I'm still down at the bottom, like the character is still very much struggling, but it, it's 
you have a little more clarity um, perspective to kind of re-spark, you know, the rest of the journey. So, so I asked a, a pre a previous guest who is also an artist and musician, and they had written a per a song that was personal to, to them. That was really like intro. Johnny, respect. it was yeah, it was yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was Johnny. Yeah, I know, it was Johnny. I know Johnny. I started listening to that episode. I need to finish it. But, oh, they, yeah, well, thank I you so thank you so much. Uh, yeah, we, it was with him, and his latest single was a very kind of a. Uh, very per uh, something something that was very personal to him and i was fascinated to know so that was just one song like let alone kind of a, a, an album that you you've done and i uh, i'm fascinated to know when you're kind of delving into such a personal space you know and kind of part and parts of your past that have made this you know great impact on on yourself and when you're producing it I can imagine that's a pretty exhausting thing to kind of have to dig in that part of your <laughs> psyche, I guess. Did you have a, uh, uh, did you have like a routine, I guess, when you were kind of done, like digging into that part of yourself to kind of get out of it? You know, like for Johnny, he mentioned like sometimes he's had need to go for a run <laughs> afterwards <laughs> to kind of, kind of ba balance out. Was there any kind of like similar thing for you, I guess, when kind of delving into these? Oh man. Yeah. I, um, that was that was hard. That was harder than I thought it would be. Um, kind of sitting alone with <laughs> your demons for a month straight, like intentionally tapping back into some really bad, unfortunate times. But uh, I mean, I had a routine. I would get up and and work out every day, and I had a playlist, like an inspiration playlist, and so I listened to that. Like while I worked out and then I made a big breakfast and listened to the playlist again, just tried to absorb. Um, and then I would get as little done with my like real life work that I could. And I would work on music and a lot of times ended with some whiskey, <laughs> a lot of whiskey out there, uh, you know, just to kind of I mean, it sounds bad, maybe it is bad, but you know, to get through that and to be able to like simmer down and fall asleep, uh, running would have been a healthier, <laughs> healthier option, I'm sure. But um, yeah, I need to talk, talk to friends and family that helped a lot getting to connect with people. That was another just really hard thing is like no human contact out there really. People that live out in the desert generally are not looking they're not out there because they love making friends. And, you know, of course, as soon as I got back, the pandemic started. <laughs> so it's just an extension of that. But Right, right. So now that you have, you've completed the creation process now, you've moved on, you know, to, you've released a few singles now and soon the full album will be, will be out after, you know, kind of being somewhat towards the end of, of this, uh, journey as far as the album creation is concerned do you look back on kind of what you drew from has that changed your perspective any or do you kind of still see those experiences and instances the same as you did come um, coming into this um that's a good question i <clears throat> my perspective is on all that has constantly been evolving so before, during, after, and the further I move away from those incidents, I have developed more compassion for myself. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm 
like I said, I'm not proud of some of the things I did and I hate how it hurt other people, but I can come to understand what was really going on with me and at least make sense of it. Um, and so just better understanding, like from childhood on what was leading me into that place, like what choices a long, long time ago were paving that path that would, that would lead me there. And you don't have to be happy that you went there, but you, you can see, um, what got you there and you can accept yourself for it. You know, I think that's, I think that's really big in community. This is part of why I'm, I'm looking forward to promote, promoting the album is, um, I, I see our culture and we're just so judgmental and divided and, you know, someone makes one mistake and if they're famous, at least they're fucking like gone. People want nothing to do with them. They're a piece of shit, you know, um, or, you know, whatever. Someone votes a certain way or someone has a certain point of view. Um, it's totally fine to say something's not okay, you know, um, but then to also still accept that the person that has that's done the thing or believes the thing that you disagree with, they're still a human being. They, they have a perfectly reasonable reason for why they are that way in their world. And you have to accept that and accept them. And when you accept people and you build community, you can come to understand each other better, which help, helps us understand ourselves better and we're all healthier for it. But if we just go through life, like writing people off, judging people, excluding people, um, it just fractures the whole community. It separates us and then it deepens that divide that just makes us hate each other more. You know? For the listener that gets to experience this album when it, when it releases, your what would be your greatest hope for the person that's able to, uh, to listen to the album, somebody? Um, uh, I think just a lot of what kept me going through the process was just thinking about if I could have heard the album a year or two years earlier, um, like if someone else had made it for me, what it could have done for me. And so I think about people that are struggling with depression or suicide or if they're keeping secrets that, you know, could destroy their self-image or things that they're ashamed of, embarrassed of, um, or that people are really angry with them about. And I would hope some of those people find the album and just kind of hear someone say, me too. And um, not only did I go through that, but I'm a little bit on the other side and I can tell you good things are ahead. And you're okay. Like, I mean, maybe you're not okay right now, but who you are, your identity, your value as a human, you are good. And, um, your life still has some good things ahead and it's worth getting through this and, um, waiting for the new thing to come. So that would make me feel great if, if someone listened to it and had that reaction, but you know, 
I'll take whatever people, <laughs> however people engage with it, you know, if it's good for them, then I'm happy about it. I can't help but think like, uh, what if I think about if like someone pulls up the, like the song wanted, you know, or like one of like the first half songs and they're like, Oh yeah, this is great. Like I love, I love, <laughs> I love, I love that. <laughs> and, but there's like so much more <laughs> to it. Uh, oh, yeah. afterwards, I can't, uh, uh I I'm always kind of the single already some of it. well people are like oh man like because i mean a couple of the singles have a sadder feel to them but a couple of them are, are more upbeat sounding mm -hmm. um and somebody has been like the the song titled somebody was one of the singles i put out and it's it has a pretty upbeat kind of like pop hip-hop feel but you know if you read the lyrics they're not happy <laughs> but my friends are like yeah dude that's a bop like I didn't, I didn't expect your music to be so upbeat i thought you were like hard stuff it's like you know the lyrics are like uh i don't like spent 30 years with a ticket to a deadline if it's my life i can take it in my own time it's like um yeah, yeah it's upbeat but like <laughs> At the time, I was thinking about ending it, so you know, <laughs> it's like the uh, it's like the semi uh, semi charmed life. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, like it's really like the music's really upbeat, and then when, but when you like really read uh, read it, um, <laughs> there's so much more uh, to it. Stuff. Yeah, for me, for me personally, yeah, in my own journey, yeah, I'm I'm also someone who struggles really hard with depression. Has had re like really hard seasons delving in delving into that and even like uh, throughout your album like in the heart like in even in, like in the harder like dark darker songs like there was almost just like a comfort that there of just kind of being able to uh relate like relate to to the mm -hmm. sense and that was something i appreciated so much as you were you it was so like wonderfully done in kind of creating these scenes or at least kind of these uh these these tones of kind of what what those experiences are like and uh for someone who sometimes like in those times like it can be really hard to articulate like kind of those emotions or like what you're going through and something like this album is i think so powerful in a way to kind of bring light to like what to like what you're going through or even kind of like understand for yourself like what what you're going through so that was something i was really grateful for and appreciative in getting to to listen um listen to that and that's my hope that's my hope as well for listeners that they're able to kind of connect in that way especially for those who are going through similar yeah. seasons seasons of life so uh, yeah. so it was it was a great it was a wonderful wonderful experience i have a billion other questions <laughs> um that i that i would love that i'd love love to ask so maybe maybe on a part maybe on a part two some someday um i can get i can get to them uh, but we like to uh, we like to wrap up uh, with two questions uh, for for each guest. Um, so we're going to go ahead and hit those with you. And our first one is, uh, what's an event in your life that made you feel like the coolest person in the world? <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind was our probably our believe me uh, premiere party. There's all these people, open bar, actors and rich people. <laughs> and they're all there like celebrating our movie. It was, I mean, I don't remember how all that came together, but it 
that, that's my first instinct of when that was a night that where I was like, I'm the luckiest guy in the world, world right now. <laughs> this is super cool. Yeah, yeah that's it. That season was a so maybe that I peaked. A lot. <laughs> I peaked early, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're good. As someone who was on there for just a few weeks, that time feels like a blur. So I could only imagine from someone who was part of creating all of, <laughs> all of it. Yeah, I can only imagine how that was <laughs> from your from your perspective. And then finally, um, last question is what uh, what is the last thing, uh, big or small, that brought you joy? Uh, I'm just hanging out with my daughter this morning before I dropped her off at school. We had breakfast together and um, she did some addition for the first time and was super cute <laughs> about learning how to add things together. And we had some good goofy laughs and uh, yeah, she's like almost four. So it's a super just sweet. I mean, she's like the sweetest kid. So pretty much i mean sometimes she sucks but uh <laughs> but pretty much any time we're together it brings me great joy and i i appreciate it a lot uh that's incredible a perfect note to end on i guess before before we sign off just anything you like of course new album coming up but uh anything else you'd like uh, like to plug uh, for yourself or announce the album's the main plug coming out um the website for it is everybodyissomebody.com. So there's some, I don't know, I think it's kind of a cool website. I built it. Um, and if you can get the vinyl there now. I'll be putting the, putting the music on Spotify as soon as I can get the time sometime this like September, October or October, November. Um, and yeah, you can also, I put stuff on my Instagram. It's Michael B. Allen, uh, some like videos and stuff like that there. So if people want to check that out. Be cool. Very nice. Honestly, this was incredible to be able to kind of walk through that journey with you and get to get an inside look of just the creation of, of this new, new album. And uh, someone who's gotten to listen to, uh, through it uh, multiple times, it is absolutely worth of listening start start to finish uh, as you encourage uh, your listeners so i look forward to kind of being able to uh, see uh, how others get to experience it and uh, and just congratulations on uh, making it here to the this step where you're about to to, rele to release this album and uh, just for, for all your success living living up to it and uh, i appreciate you just coming on and getting to to share your journey with me Thanks so much for having me. This is awesome. Man. All right. I appreciate yeah. it. So until the next time, we'll All see right. you soon.